the weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. It is October the 17th, 2 p.m. Saturday. We have been off the air for a while. Uh, call it the air, but uh, we haven't been uh, podcasting for a while because uh, I was in moving, and I am now living out of boxes in my new place. Uh, and we decided we wanted to get back as soon as possible because we were having such a good time. And myself, Leonard and Warren are here today and we're going to talk about uh, the election 2020. I do want to make sure you know that you can participate in the conversation. Um, There are, depending on where you're watching the podcast, if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook, you can uh, type your information in and we will try to address it as best we can. And if you'd like to join the conversation using your video or audio, you can go to my website, our website, the the lionsdenstl.wixsite.com slash home. And there's a link there that will allow you to join the conversation using video or audio. I want to thank you very much for uh, supporting us. Uh, we are looking forward to having a great show. And we'll be right back in just a second. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Adjustment. Welcome, gentlemen. How you welcome, doing? Welcome. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh man, you don't want to hear. I'm fantastic. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Do you see? Do you see you guys' video or not? I, yeah, I can see one of my two videos right now. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in looking at I the don't feed, see Warren right now. Okay. Uh, you see me, uh, Leon? There we go. Okay. So I was now having. I see you. Okay, I was having some issue uh, with the, your your actual video showing up. So your your. It used to be that if the video wasn't if the screen wasn't on the top, it still showed the video. But now, if the video if the window is not on top, it does not show the video. So, OBS has made some changes. Hopefully, um, they will get that remedied. But we are okay to um to work for today we are good to go we are good to go uh audio is hot everybody can hear us and oh you know what i for i did not open the uh chat window so that i can see if uh, anybody types a question or makes a comment and i'm going to do that while we're talking so anyway today we're going to cover um presidential politics the election coming up and uh there there are a lot of things to talk about because there are a lot of things that we have not um that we that have happened transpired while we were uh you know basically uh off the off uh during the during the podcast and so yeah. but uh but we do want to why is my video freezing Oh, yours is just. It's moving now. <laughs> Leon's locking up too. Oh, really? You're getting freezing. Because I don't see any freezing. Is that just on my end or what? Yeah, I don't see any freezing. Do you see any freezing, Leonard? You're not now. You were at first. Okay. 
And then you were where you were a few seconds on delay. Oh, okay. And now you're going. Wow. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, um, the election's coming up in, oh, less than, what, three weeks? A little less than three weeks. Uh-huh. And there seems to be quite a bit of buzz, which, it, you know, as it be anticipated, it seems that these, uh, this particular election, the last one and this one, well, maybe go back a little further, have really spurred emotion of, um, you know, people wanting to go vote and to, to um, make their choices heard. And um, so, so what do you see? Uh, one of the things, uh, uh, Warren attached some additional links to the Trillo card, and one of them mm-hmm. uh, really caught my attention, and it was um, about the polling uh one what was it one one gentleman who has predicted i think four or five the last six elections and he says Mm -hmm. uh his his projections are that trump is going to win in a landslide yeah not just win a landslide (laughs) yeah a landslide and and i thought that was um really interesting uh, yeah. because, because there seems to be quite a bit of, uh, support out there for, um, Joe Biden. So what they say anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, that's all we can go on. Right. Exactly. Well, what I was looking at is this one guy who supported every race from 84. I mean, he's gotten it right every race from 84 and he actually predicted Biden. Right. So we're still, we're still in the thing. Cause they say what you got to look at now as the last three or four presidential races has shown us, especially where the Republican president has won. You can't just look at the natural, the national polls. You got to look at the count for the for the electoral college. Yeah, but looking like, yeah, but we won't. So, so we won't be able to determine the electoral college until we get closer to, um, who's voting, what, where. So, so you got, so you, so you, you got to know which counties are going to, which areas are going to go for Trump. <clears throat> and with that area is going to go for Biden to to even address the right. um, electoral address college the electoral issue. College. Right. But what I was looking at were just the straight polls and the state that helped Trump win, like Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's losing by a vast amount in three of those four states. It's a toss-up in Ohio. But he's losing Wisconsin uh, because, you know, I just saw a thing on the internet a few days ago. It showed how in Wisconsin, especially in Milwaukee area, the Trump campaign worked with this 
company called Cambridge Analytics, and they went after black voters in Milwaukee, and they they determined the people to deter, in other words, show ads at them that'll keep them home from the poll. Now, is this because they did that in 2016? Are you talking about in 2020? Right, in 2016. I'm sorry, in 2016 they did this. Right. And I just I just looked at that, and they knew everything about these people, and what they did for hobbies, what they did for work, where they live, how long they live there, and they showed all kinds of stuff. And and in those states, they're showing that. That's not happening. And then states that should have been straight Republicans or toss-ups now, like Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Hmm. Arizona, showing those states in play. And it's just, so it's amazing. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, so so on the note that you brought up about early, um, um, early, early, kind of early results. So I voted uh, absentee ballot this year. Okay. Um, and so in Missouri. Um, I did as well. Right. And so um, the absentee ballot is, is you can actually go vote in person or you can mail it in. So I absentee balloted in person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I went down to the Board of Election Commissioners, the absentee office, and they have voting machines there and they give you the you go through the whole thing as if you had, you know, entered into um, a, a polling place or a voting place, you know, in your, your normal right. voting place. And. That was the 22nd. So I went down on the 22nd, the very first day that that they opened um, early voting. About. Uh, you had a question. No, I was trying to say over here in Illinois, my wife and I sent our ballots uh, at the beginning of last week, mm-hmm. and we vote. We're voting by mail. Right. And in Illinois, you can mail them back. Mm-hmm. You can go to a polling place mm-hmm. and drop them off, or you can take them over to the county voting office, the right. county clerk's office. Okay. And turn them in. So, so last week. Huh. I'm asking uh, Leonard, did it have to be notarized? No, in Illinois, your absentee ballot doesn't have to be notarized like Missouri. Oh. So so last week, I get a phone call and uh, I told Warren, I I get these, uh, I I always, when, when people call and they ask my opinion, I get these opinion surveys about politics. And as I explained to Warren, um, that's where those polls come from. Um, and, and so I get those all the time and I always make sure that I answer them. I got one about a week ago. Now on the 22nd, I, I voted. So I'd already voted. Right. And the person who, who called and asked me and talked to me, you know, was doing the polling, asked me, had I already voted? So they already knew that I had voted. <laughs> And some of the questions were, uh, if the if the election were heard were held today, would you vote for uh, Joe Biden or <laughs> Donald Trump? And so they were basically asking me, how did I vote? Because they already right. knew I had voted. Right, right. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. 
So, so she asked me, would, if the election were held today, uh, who would you vote for, Donald Trump or, or uh, Joe Biden? I said, I haven't made up my mind yet. <laughs> That's interesting, because you can flip that around, and you, even though you already voted, you might have changed your mind, but you can't change your vote. You could have said, well... I would have voted for the other guy. <laughs> I, I, I just, I thought it was funny. I thought, I thought it was funny. Because uh, then she started going down the list of, you know, the statewide offices, the, the governor, because the, right. the governor's up for re-election, trying to get me to detail, to tell what I, how I voted. I thought that was, I thought that was great. I said, you, you are too much. Um, but, but I encourage people when they get in, those calls from, uh, you know, people asking for their opinion on a survey about politics. Um, that's where those polls come from. So, you know, if you if you always hang up the phone and, and don't answer those, they're eventually going to stop bugging you because they know you're not going to answer. And, and then you don't have a chance to impact the polls, you know, coming into an election. So so I encourage people to do that. Because it, it's it gives us a, an opportunity to get a feel, get a take a temperature of you know what may what we can expect in the upcoming election. Now you may not want to do that, and you may just want to you know. I, I would encourage you to keep your vote to yourself, what what you intend to vote. But at, you know, answering the survey, saying, "Well, I'm and you leaning toward this candidate or that candidate," and they usually ask, "Are you strongly leaning towards that candidate?" lightly leaning toward the candidate or not leaning, you know, st strongly disapprove of the candidate, lightly disapprove of the candidate, that kind of stuff. So you, you have some flexibility in expressing yourself to just kind of you give know, them a flavor of what you're, huh? Every call that I got was more of a local, uh, local elections. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I didn't get one on the president. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get one on the president either, but it was the local thing. Yeah. And some of them were, some of them were, well, it was for a specific candidate. Do you support this or a specific issue? Uh -huh. Do you support this? Like, I know over here, uh, a hot button issue is this so-called fair tax amendment. Right. Okay. In Illinois. And what they want to do is change the Illinois Constitution and put this on. And what it would do, it would change the Illinois uh, uh tax system from a flat tax to uh, uh, not a regressive tax, but a graduated tax. Pro progressive tax. Government has, mm -hmm. A progressive tax. A progressive tax, yeah. Like the federal government have and an and argument that those people are using, well, you'll finally make the millionaires and billionaires pay their fair share. And if you, if you look and notice, Nowhere in the country where there's a progressive tax, even on the federal level, are millionaires and billionaires paying their quote fair share on that. Is correct. They always get out of it, huh? Right, because there's another. They they find their way out of it. Huh? Well, there's always there's they, always, they always tax breaks. They always get their way out of it. Right, there's always tax and breaks. And it's right, and mm -hmm. it's the it's the middle and lower class that always end up paying the tax. And then in Illinois, they don't charge taxes on retirement income. 
And so for me, that's right up my alley. I like that. No, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Illinois is Illinois is on the brink of um, insolvency because of the lack of tax base. Right. Well, it it's on the brink of insolvency because of the lack of spending control in Springfield, number one. So you you don't think that before. Springfield, Illinois. No, I, that's the, the seat. Just, that's the state capital. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the state capital. Mm -hmm. And just before this COVID virus hit, in one month, on the uh, marijuana taxation, it was like $49.50 million, two months in a row. You mean the income so that the state out, made? Yeah, the, the, the tax base income off of that. Mm hmm. And so they were beginning to make their move on that. And even if you give these politicians all the money, they're gonna spend it. They're not gonna they're not gonna keep it. They're gonna spend it. And you'll be back in the same place you was before. Yeah, but isn't that they're what the what you want the government to do? You want them to spend your tax money? Well, what's what's happening with this Illinois thing is they're going to spend it all, but they're not. They're not going to spend it wisely. They're not going to come down. And then, what it is is, if they raise the tax rate, they got to do it for everybody, and not just a group. So now, if they get this fair tax amendment, they mm -hmm. can go and just say, okay, we're going to get this group of people, this group of people, but we're not going to touch this group of people. Yeah, but that's and that's how the having... that's how taxes that, that even on the national level, there are people who don't pay taxes and there are people who do pay taxes. So so and you've got low income people, do. you've got low income people that get tax breaks because um, because they they so much of their income is going towards just surviving that, you know, when you hit them with too big of a tax bill, you kind of really push them into um, a position where they can't, you know, really take care of themselves. So, so I agree. So some kind of form of progressive tax is going to have people who are at the bottom, who are either going to pay little or no taxes. Right. And, and when you, but you know, just that when you say progressive, you're going to allow the big, the big money people at the top to get away without paying tax. You're go it, it's going to happen. Well, and there's no state, there's no state where there's nobody where there's progressive tax in the United States that that doesn't happen. And 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 so here's my thought on that. Um, what happens when you create the progressive tax? They don't they don't build in the tax shelters. What happens is is that people with money eventually work their way into adding those shelters after the progressive tax has passed or during the lobbying for the progressive tax. So, so when Correct. you say, when you say they, that, that they get out of it, what, what, uh, what happens is, is that, you know, we as a society allow them to, to build in tax shelters and they get to keep them instead of, yeah. you know, you know, if you're, if you can afford to pay taxes, pay the damn taxes and skip the damn shelters. You know, if you, if you earn more, if you've benefited more from this society, 
Why would you not want to contribute more? Well, you have a you have a candidate like our current president who says, "I'm smart, and the government would do nothing but waste my money," and that's why he refuses to pay tax. Sure, to pay the federal taxes. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm smart," because when Hillary made that, when Hillary made that point in the last debate, he says, "I'm smart," mm-hmm. and then they got tape on him saying, "The government will waste my money." Like Hillary said, like Biden said, see when you take the when you take the attitude of a Trump and like the Koch brothers and other people, mm-hmm. you don't pay for the roads mm-hmm. that you're using, mm-hmm. you don't pay for the military, you mm-hmm. don't pay for schools, mm-hmm. you don't give up money for all of those that our taxes that our taxes pay for. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not anti-tax as some of them are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I worked a career that depended on taxes. I was mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. it, depend, it depended on the tax. I'm one, okay, if I, I pay my taxes, but let me see, let me see some show up for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, not just, not just I pay taxes and there's nothing there. Let me see some roads. Let me see... Uh, public safety. Let me see all these things. Well, here's here's my thought on the here's my thought on the um, rich people in taxes. So they see all of this money. They got all of this money coming in. Okay. Um, and then to, to them, um, because they can purchase roads in their neighborhood. They can make sure that there's, yeah, you know, facilities in their neighborhood that benefit them directly. They start to become um, individualistic about taxes. In other words, I'm not going to help <clears throat> somebody in Tennessee if I live in Oklahoma. Hmm. So I don't want to pay taxes to a general tax fund such as the federal government. I'm only willing to pay taxes to the local municipality where I live and where I work. Right. You know, and that's, and that's, I'm not saying that that is the mindset, but that would seem to be the mindset because why, why else would you want to, if you know that, that your tax dollars pay for roads and bridges throughout the whole country that your tax dollar pays for the military. It pays for fire and, and police. It pays for, um, you know, all of these social, these services, trash. And why then would you not want to pay taxes? Because if you believe you can get them, and make everybody else pay for me. You get to keep your own money. Exactly. Hey, it, hey, that's that. But, you know, like I say, because of those things, I'm not so against taxation. Because if my house catches on fire, I want to be able to call 911 and get a fire, get firefighters here yeah. to possibly save the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I get sick, like I've done in the last 
in the last two months, I've had to go to the hospital a couple times. It was nice to call 911 and get paramedics here and get me out my house and get me to mm-hmm. the uh, get me to the hospital. If I need police, it's great to be able to call 911 and get police here. And it takes money to it takes money to do that. Mm-hmm. Point blank, it takes money to do that. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at, and you know, we're talking about president politics. We have to look at the people that say for against that kind of thing. Uh, we have to look for and against people that believe in putting money in the schools so that we can have better schools. Mm-hmm. We have to take into account, well, you just wasting my money, so therefore I don't get it. But yet you want to get an office that's going to help you run the economic system of the United States, but yet you don't want to, you don't want to put into that system. So, yeah. So, so so when, when he ran, when he first ran in 2016, um, the way he talked about taxes, the way he, like you said, he's, he's like, um, he, he was bragging about how little tax he paid. I remember that. And, and he talked about how he could fix the tax system. Okay. Now, so, so here's a man mm-hmm. who's found a way to pay the least amount of taxes. Talking about how he can mm-hmm. fix the tax system. H- how is the tax system broken if he's, if he's not paying taxes? You know, what is broken about the, what is broken about the system? Because people like him had to pay taxes. First, one of the first things he did was right. a multi-billion-dollar tax break. He's speaking to that little guy that's barely getting by, but feels his taxes are too high, and so he's appealing to him, saying, "Look, I don't know paying no taxes. Why should you have to pay taxes?" And that guy's going, "Yeah, why am I paying taxes?" <laughs> Not realizing well, that no, the economy especially the people at the bottom depend on that tax pool for the for the services that they yeah for the resources that they get yeah but they, well the only the only way that the only way that goes is he's talking to that little guy for that little guy to get his vote because he need that little guy vote please. but when he gets in there the first thing he's going to do first thing he's going to do is give him and his rich friends big tax cuts but how how do and he might, how does he, he might convince a, he might give a little guy a little bit but he's going to give the he's going to give his friends and him and his friends will take tests George Bish did the same thing but he did he left him he 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 convinced half of the country that I can fix your taxes when my taxes aren't broken. I don't feel any of the pain that you, I don't feel any of the pain that you feel as an everyday taxpayer because I don't pay most of the taxes that you pay. In fact, I pay less taxes than you on income 25 to 50 times greater than you. And he convinced them, I can fix the system for you. He 
issues that he knew they would be concerned about to get their votes, to get their votes so he could get in office and do what he's doing. I get that. That's what it's about. But how do you convince... It, it, it was, but, but there was every newspaper in the country was saying um, that... Uh, oh, you made me... I'm, every paper, newspaper in the country was saying that... Um, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're voting against your own interest. And doggone it if that and wasn't but true. There's, but there's a lot of people that, that believe, oh, you're full of crap, you newspaper. You're full of crap. I understand that, but how do you look at the fact that, but how do you look at the fact that Donald Trump uh, paid no taxes, hardly any taxes, on income, way greater than you paid and he's cutting the services that you need and convince you to vote for him to do that to you i'm telling you how because you're mad at yeah, the system you're the little guy services. you're the little guy who's not benefiting from the system so they say Sorry. and they get you to vote how do you think i mean if you look at it just what Democrats say, what the Republican transfers say, a platform say, how do you, as not a rich person, vote Republican? How do you do it? You were saying because something, Warren. I didn't hear you. What were you saying? If you okay, if you go strictly on the party platform, how do you, as not a rich person, vote Republican? Because their platform is against everything that you should stand for. No, people don't always people don't always vote their pocketbook exactly. as a lot of people will sometimes they vote their mentality well you democrats always take up you you align yourself with these minority people these hispanics and these black i'm against that so i'm gonna vote republican donald trump says what he gonna do? Just like I remember, right after he got in, one of the other things he did, after giving all him and all his rich friends these big tax cuts, he started cutting social programs. One of the first programs he cut was Meals on Wheels, <laughs> that a lot of seniors get meals from. Right. And I remember they had this lady in her chair with a nasal cannula coming out her nose stuck up in her nose sucking oxygen donald trump cut off the meals on wheels so her community wasn't getting it no more he cut the funding and she said he said he was going to help us <laughs> yeah but yeah but the, the, it's it's 2020 it's 2020 he's saying he's got the exact same message saying the exact same thing to the exact same people They've seen what he's done over the last four years, and they're still talking about voting for him. How do you continue to vote what? against your what own you, interests? Let me finish. How do you vote? Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay. Okay. How do you vote against your own interests, not once, but twice? with the exact same person saying the exact same thing in the exact same way. 
I don't know All if right. as being against their interests, though, Leon. These people are looking at different uh, different situations than we're looking at, or the other side is looking at, I put it like that. They're looking at mm-hmm. what the Democrats, what the opposition represents, LGBTQ, abortion, you know, immigration, letting those Mexicans in here, getting on welfare and all that good stuff. They're looking at some, those are more in their line of sight than what they may lose economically. Because first first place, a lot of them don't have a lot. And, th- and those that do, on the other end, they're, they appreciate a tax cut, you know. But those at the bottom, you know, they're, they know how to survive on what they got, and they don't feel that they're being hurt. So they're looking at those social issues. Fair enough. And also, it was this one guy that, that this commentator I heard, about three weeks ago, he said, it's not that they're looking the issues and choosing their candidate. They choose their candidate first. And then they try to find all the reasons to support their choice of this candidate. Yeah. And that's okay. interesting. How, how, how does, how did that group, how does that group of people identify with Donald Trump? What is it about Donald Trump that they connect with? He's a tough guy, man. He stands up. He speaks his mind. He's draining the swamp, getting those, uh, getting those people we don't like out of office. You know, he's stacking the courts with pro-life people. You know, he wants law and order. You know, he he, he speaks to them, man. What? So so let me ask you a question about the law and order. <laughs> what candidate <laughs> does not want law and order? Well, it, it depends. I think I think we all want law and order. Okay. But everybody's not doesn't feel that we're on the same side of the law. That's the problem. Here, here's what you I know, think. Well, okay. If the knee on your neck, then that's not law and order. We're looking at it totally well, different. Okay. The law. Saying well, you can you can shoot somebody in the back, and that's okay. Some people are okay with that. Some people are not. So law and order is kind of divisive. So it's just it's just it's just a divisive the fact that it's brought up. I'm sorry, Linda, go ahead. What you can what you can, what you can look at is there's some people who say it was okay for the policeman to kill George Floyd mm-hmm. because he was being accused of trying to spend a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Counterfeit twenty dollar bill. So because he because he was because he was the reason police were called, it's okay for the police to kill him. Never mind that in our system of laws, we say that the police should rest and investigate, bring the case to a prosecutor, and prosecutor prosecutes case. It's okay for the police to start gunning people down in the street. As long as they're black and Hispanic folks. Poor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black and Hispanic folks. Well, he said, well, Warren is saying that they, they don't have to be just black and Hispanic. They can be poor whites. It's okay yeah, to shoot poor whites, too. Uh, it's okay. It's okay to do this. Uh, so it's, 
So law and order, if we were by law and order, Donald Trump would have been taken out of office uh, <laughs> when the when the Demo- when the Congress brought uh, when the Congress brought the charges against. And then the Republicans in the Senate say, we're not going to bring any paperwork. <clears throat> we're not going to bring any more evidence. We're just going to vote now. And they voted to bring him down, to, to let him not face being removed from office. Uh, we were by law and order. Donald Trump wouldn't have let all his friends that went through the legal process and was convicted, he wouldn't have pardoned so many of those people. Well, in our society, in our society, there has always been preferential treatment for um, high earners. So, So people who make a lot of money or have a lot of money, landowners originally, were, had applied, uh, different laws than people that toiled the land. That's always been the case. Sure. So, so, so when we say law and order, don't, isn't that really what we mean? Is that the rich get a different uh, set of laws? It, if you're using this cold word, like Donald Trump has been using a lot of cold and dog whistles, Oh yeah, I'm gonna protect your suburbs, for example. If you're using this code word as we're gonna get the well-heeled people out, we're not gonna let them face the law. Like people that are less fortunate have to face the law. Uh I'm gonna shoot federal law enforcement officers in to Portland, Oregon during their protest. And these officers don't have to be have uniforms. They can just take people off the street without going through our our regular process of law, due process. Okay, then I'm gonna send the military down the street to move peaceful protesters having their First Amendment rights out the way so I can go to the church and get a photo out using the Bible as a prop. Okay, now, for whatever reason, there's laws in our country that the military wasn't supposed to be used in those type of operations on the streets of America. So he just flirted all kinds of laws from our country. Yeah, but he's so there. <laughs> so when it's law and order, so when it's law and order, it is just. Is just uh, well, you say a cold word or the dog whistle, like Richard Nixon did back in the day. Well, if it's not, it's not illegal if the president does it. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. If we had done, if any of us had done what Richard Nixon did, participating in the plotting and the execution of a burglary, we would have been arrested, okay, and been facing charges. So you're saying that we're not playing by the same rules, basically. It, it, they're not making everybody live by the same rules. But that's always been the case. That's what I'm saying. That's always been the case. Yes, it has. Even in the colonies. Yes, it has. 
And in fact, that's what the colonies were escaping from. They were, that's why they created the system of government that we have. Right. They created the system of government to get away from um, uh, having two sets of rules for two classes of people. But unfortunately, our government has come in to come in to be what they were supposedly getting away from. Absolutely. They were supposedly getting away from. Uh, it, just like the, the Republican Party is going around every state trying to stop people from voting, trying to shrink the electorate. Our country was fine on everybody getting to vote. That we why, but they, they are going around trying to stop people from voting. Like, I see the difference just between Missouri and Illinois. Mm-hmm. In Illinois, you can go up to the polls on election day, register to vote, and vote. In Illinois, you can't do that in Missouri. No. Why? Well, in Missouri, we got a bunch of conservatives running things. In Illinois, you got more progressive people running things. Uh, so what's the solution? When I came, the solution is, is is who's in office. It's strictly about who's in office. Yeah, but you you that's going to change from season to season. You know. Yes. Yes. Now somebody else will be in office. And what are they going to do? Change the laws? Well, that's what people do when when the people who got in office now didn't like the rules the way they were. They changed the rules. Yeah. They changed the rules. Okay, I, yeah. I get your point, but here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing one party gets in, does whatever the heck they want, and think it's okay, and uh, uh, slap the other side right in the face. So what? You don't like it. And so, okay. Then that party says, but that's all right. They go low, we go high. <laughs> Is that working? And, and you're right. And, uh, and let's put names to what you're saying. The party that slaps around and don't care who is a Republican. Uh-huh. They just care about brutal raw power. And you always got these Democrats, liberal candy butts, Democrats that go, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta work with them. We gotta be fair with them. No, you don't. That's like. So if you become, if you become, if you do what they do, then what makes you different? Who said you're gonna be different? If 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 you saying, if you're saying that it's okay to implement raw power, then you can't be mad at the Republicans for doing it. If you're saying it's okay for the, if it's okay for the Democrats to do it, then it's okay for the Republicans to do it. I'm not mad at them. And see, you can't keep saying, "Well, we're going to be different," and they keep slapping you around. Yeah, but if you do what they, but if you do what they do, then it's okay for them to do it. You got to fight back. At what point? But if you do what they do, you become just like them. At what point? At what point do you quit getting slapped in the face? And not do some smacking back. Right? If you, At what point do you do? Just, okay, if you, just like the Supreme Court. if you do what they do, you become them. You cannot solve a problem by becoming the beast. 
You cannot defeat you the beast. Do you cannot defeat the beast by becoming the beast? And do you never fight back? Because you're not going to. The, the, the Democrats do fight back. They just don't fight back the way the Republicans do. I say you got to fight back the same way. Okay. Okay. And point, I'm saying it. I agree. If you, I understand your point. Your point is, you don't like the way the Republicans do things because they're winning. And so you're saying beat them at their own game. And all I'm saying is, if you do that, then you become them. And if you become okay. them. If you become them, then all you're saying is, I want to be able to slap the Republicans around and get what I want. I'm saying use. I'm saying use the same thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. With this Supreme Court, with the Supreme Court justice now, mm -hmm. the the Democrats sat back and let Mitch McConnell and the rest of them Republicans hold a man for over a year. Mm -hmm. He never got a hearing. I understand. And they're pushing this judge. They're pushing this judge right now, mm -hmm. and this is a lifetime appointment. Mm -hmm. I understand. So you're not gonna you're not gonna face this and do another and wait till the next election cycle correct this. This is for life. So if so if this the so life. if the Democrats get into office and do the exact same thing that the Republicans just did, what you're saying is that's okay, right? I'm saying it's okay. Okay, so if if the republic if the Democrats can do it, if the Democrats can do it, then why are you angry at the Republicans for doing it? Who's angry? You're saying it's the wrong thing. Well, I'm not. See, just like okay, just like when you and I had a talk recently about Trump, mm -hmm. and one of us was very angry, and the, and, and the other wasn't. I'm saying he took the thought of people and he played on that to get into office and continue to be in office. Like one of his former insiders said, who he hasn't released from jail, he's, the guy said Trump didn't want to do the job of the president. He just wanted to be president. Okay, so we've gotten, we've gotten away from, we've gotten away from what I thought was the earlier discussion. And the earlier discussion or okay. that you were talking about was you call the Repu the Democrats candy because they didn't use the same brutal force tactics that the Republicans did. By pointing that out, what you're saying is that brutal force tactics should not be used in government because you're saying that the Republicans did the wrong thing by doing that. And yet you castigate the, Rep the Democrats for not doing the exact same thing. Okay, what I said was when I called the Democrats candy, but mm -hmm. there's always some Democrat that want to go. No, nah, we can't do that. Just, just just do whatever. I'm saying the Democrats needed to start back doing what the Republicans will do. That's what I just said. Yeah. Okay. I, now the, my thing was, my thing was, I didn't get mad at the Republicans for doing what they were doing. So it's okay. So the Republicans are doing fine. They're doing the they're doing what they should be doing in government. They're doing what they're doing what they're going to do. They're doing what they're going to do. Is it okay what they're doing? If their attitude was a win, yes. I don't know what that means. Either either you believe that they're doing the right thing or they're not. Excuse me. 
I don't I don't agree with their philosophy. So then why then why should you then why should the Democrats okay, do it? Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. I'm listening. I, why why do I want to see them win all the time when they're doing they're doing they're doing that? Because them winning does a lot of things that I don't want to see. But you know, it is what it is. And I would like to I would like to see some Democrat some Democrat fight back, punch back. Okay. Punch back a little bit. Okay. So what you're saying is that what what I'm the not, what the Demo- what the Republicans are doing is perfectly fine. You just want to see the Democrats do the exact same thing. I want to see the Democrats punch back a little bit instead of always being there taking it. Okay. And being well, we got to do this, and the Republicans are showing no interest in doing that. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry, you I. I uh, Warren, I interrupted you. Please well, finish I'm your just, thought. I'm just saying, you know, what good are the rules if only one side's following them? What do you do to say, well, you know, that's okay. They don't have to play by the rules. Or do you come up with a strategy to equalize that? I mean, I think in some cases, it seems like the Democrats want to be these nice guys and that's not working <laughs> okay so, so so i'm gonna i'm gonna is it okay were you finished first okay so i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to address it somewhat we know that the tactics that the republicans used in the the supreme court justice between gorsuch and um this latest judge was unethical and possibly um, maybe illegal considering our court system, but they played on the edge of legality. But we know at the bare minimum, it was unethical. Okay. Um, And people are angry that, you know, people on the other side are angry that we have unethical people in office doing the job it was when when the framers framed the constitution they believed that the people who would serve in government would always strive to the highest level of integrity and ethical behavior what we're experiencing is what happens when you don't put into place rules ways to enforce that when you believe people will perform, always perform to the highest ethical standard, and then they don't. I would never encourage the Democrats to ever become unethical because then the system will completely devolve into totally unethical behavior on all sides of the issue. So the Republicans so they're so rather than the Democrats devolving into unethical behavior, it would be great if we were able to put into place rules to enforce ethical behavior. Now, with that being said, you cannot legislate honesty. You cannot legislate ethical behavior. You are either an ethical individual or you are not. Mm-hmm. The fact that Uh, Mitch McConnell 
that um, the guy from South Carolina. Um, Liz, uh, no. Anyway, um, no, no, not South. I think South Carolina, the the, the, the heavy speaking Southern accent, huh? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey, the the fact that Lindsey Graham, that these that these people exhibit an ethical behavior, and that people will vote for people who exhibit an ethical behavior, there is almost no way to stop that. Um, the idea is that we hope that I had some uh, uh, messages come up that I wanted to take a look at. So anyway, um, so the, the, the thing is, is that we want to get ethical people in office and we can't get ethical people in office if the, the Democrats become unethical also. If they do the exact same thing that the Republicans did to become and become unethical, then the system crashes. It doesn't it's it's not better. It doesn't it doesn't improve the system. Mm -hmm. So the Democrats have to be still be, be content with being called milk toast and um, soft and still exhibit the highest level of ethical behavior because the minute that I become like them, they win. And it's really sad that we have people in office who think that unethical behavior is acceptable in serving the country. You can't give people a conscience. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't think it has to boil down to total unethicality or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you have to stand up. And by standing up, for example, um, say on the judge nomination situation, you know, if they want to, if they want to throw out the rules and, and, uh, be able to nominate uh, whenever they they're able to, then those are the rules. Uh, the The problem is you have to have the power to get your nominations in, which the Democrats don't have. So that should be the win winning strategy first of all to get the power to do what's necessary. So at that point. Uh, you know who's going to determine what's ethical if if it's not written in stone how you do things uh they those well, need to be clearly written out when you can nominate and when you can't that's the fault of legislation well, I, I think it needs to be clear okay we got five minutes so yeah make sure let's make sure everybody we get no go ahead leonard i thought you had something that well the thing is is legislated there is no and if it's not, then it's open. Right, it's open, and they took a chance. The thing was, it was hypocritical yeah. that they wouldn't let, they didn't want Obama to nominate or not his judge to pass, not even get a hearing in the last year. 
uh, said the people should let the people should have a say in this, and they're denying the same thing when it's their turn. They're, they're up here nominating a judge within a month of the thing and giving them a hearing and just trying to ram this through. And I don't believe that it's right that when you're in with an opponent, the only way you can prove yourself ethical and right is to sit up here and take all their punches and you're not throwing any back. Yeah. Let me say one more thing, though. You, what they you did. You got to throw some back. We Now we have precedence. So when the time comes around and we're in that situation, it's not an issue. We have precedence. This is what they did. It's not illegal. Nobody stopped it. Why should we not do it? Okay, so here's my here's my thought. Um, ethical behavior is not always written down. Ethical behavior in society is sometimes, and in many cases, just uh, community standards that that we share with each other that are, are not written down, that are not enforced by law, that are... When you go into a doctor's office, there is a sign that says, please turn your phone off. Okay. Okay. There's, they're not going to call the police to stop you. In many cases, the, 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 the attendant is not going to say anything because, because there are people who will scream to the highest yard arms uh, because you ask them to turn off their phone because we've seen the insanity about masks. But it is... But it is a it is an ethical standard that we simply ask you as an individual to adhere to. So ethical, it would be great if we could, you know, write something down and says this is ethical behavior, and then and then everybody follows it. They're not. They're just not. There are people who are going to break ethical behavior simply because you're not going to make them do it. They're not, they're just not going to do it because, because you're not going to force them because you're not going to, they're not going to go to jail. They're not going to suffer any indignity. So I'm not going to worry about it because nothing negative is going to happen to me because I don't care what you think of me. I don't care that you think I'm a loud mouth and that I'm, I'm just destroying the peace and quiet of this, uh, office. I decided I want to talk on the phone and I can do it in what, in what planet the standing in the in the food checkout line, somebody making a phone call seemed like a, a, the proper behavior. And yet, how many people have you stood behind in the food, you know, checking out at the grocer, and they're distracted because they're on the phone? Right. So ethical behavior comes from people deciding to be ethical. And yes, the people who decide to be ethical are going to take a lot of punches from the people who decide they don't give a rat's ass about ethical behavior. Okay. But that doesn't change your responsibility to be ethical. Because the minute you say, it's all right, I'm going to be unethical, then the unethical people win. Well, I don't my thing is, I don't think everybody's going to agree on ethical when it boils down to it. 
Okay. You have one side yielding power in a totally different fashion than the other. Um, uh, I don't see any outcome changing. Okay. All right. We've hit our limit. Beat down. I'm sorry. We've hit our limit. Uh, okay. We had a good discussion today. We will be back next week. Um, next week, we have a podcast on Saturday and we have a podcast on Sunday. On Sunday, we have um, Ellen Merriweather, the car sales lady. Uh, she's going to talk about some of her experiences. And I appreciate you guys being with me this afternoon. And that's going to, that's going to, I'm sorry. My pleasure. That's going to close it. That's going to eliminate. Uh, that's going to close the show for today. And we'll be back next week. All right. I will try to be. That concludes right. this episode of Altitude Adjustment. <laughs> and thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please, like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment, because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>